one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tried of the Fours podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. This is season two, episode 17, Rescue Others to Rescue Ourselves. And today we will be talking about the Younglings arc from the Clone Wars, which would be season five, episode six to nine, a really, really good arc with a lot of lessons to learn and mm -hmm. that it's really, really fun too, because we finally get to see people making lightsabers. So right, what do you guys nice. think? <laughs> Should we just start uh, with like episode one and start thinking about like what we learn in this episode? Uh, yeah, but like I think as a, I, like I just had like thoughts on the a whole general, about it, yeah. uh, which is it's always back to kind of go back to Clone Wars and rewatch mm -hmm. some of these things because you know it's been it's been a minute right since seeing a lot of the earlier uh, season and this was season five, so it's always kind of it's fun right to refresh your memory see things in a different way to when you saw it the first time so kind of going back to this arc was especially meaningful since we have been talking in a couple of other episodes about like Qui-Gon or Joda's arc and the lost missions and the world between no I haven't talked about the world between worlds but uh the Mortis <laughs> arc so always uh, these uh, episodes about the force are really interesting and really insightful so yeah seeing this like from the Padawan slash youngling perspective is you know it's always fun to see uh, Filoni's take right on on the force and especially through the eyes of youth instead of like the eyes of like the jaded the or old the experienced men. right <laughs> so yeah. definitely fun I felt like the first two episodes were a little stronger since it was like a, a lot more force driven and the latter half was more a, a skill slash wits driven i feel like more action oriented instead of internally driven uh but it was a great arc i, I feel like to start this off <laughs> yeah what did you think mo watching them again well, watching it again i i can't fail to like see this like this arc being the sister arc of the joda arc that we get at the end uh -huh. mm -hmm. from from our and Definitely check that video <laughs> out because it's really, really it's fun. Best, we, yeah. we, um, <laughs> but if, if I, in both you get like five lessons mm -hmm. um, in a way, the five lessons from the junglings arc are the lessons that tend to go towards the ex external, the outward world. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. You end up going through I think it was like hope, courage, um, mm -hmm. trust. Um, I think patience, patience and selflessness. Courage, and hope, patience, trust, mm -hmm. confidence, and selflessness. Which and, and it's amazing. Like they all relate to. They they all make sure that the junglings understand how. They're they are part of the force and the world and how they impact it and that's the. Mm -hmm. That's those are the characteristics you use to actually go through that. Uh, then the Joda arc, it's like the, the internal world. It was mm. like it's all about the mind. It's all about how how the external has influenced it. Mm -hmm. And then you get like confusion, anger, sadness, joy, and eventually serenity. Mm -hmm. So so now I just see it as a interesting. It's like the the, the starting of the the way junglings get introduced to the force is through 
their experience with the external, but then mm-hmm. you only gain the interactions with the with the physical world. With the physical and world, then, mm-hmm. and then you only get mastery once you actually interact with the internal world. So, mm-hmm. so I, I now I'm just I cannot unsee that that parallel mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. just this like the sister like the prequel arc to Jodas, mm-hmm. and and we we Journey. get Jodas at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is like. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. I love like the junglings are like excited. They're like, oh, like Master Jodas here. Like it's yeah. it's it wasn't mm-hmm. just like you would think. Like oh, it's just Padawans. Like some lesser mm-hmm. Jedi will come and like give them like oh, this is what you have to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the actual like master, master of the the whole Jedi Order is there to got like tell them and guide them. So, and I love like how detached Joda is from everything as well. It's like well, if you get stuck there, that's yeah, that's on like, you. <laughs> that's on you. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, just, you just gotta get it. Like, it's on you. Uh, yeah, you're gonna and, get stuck in there. So figure it out. So figure it out. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole like idea of like how does the force like interact with one another and our intentions. Like mm-hmm. that's how they got their the kyber crystal. So I think all in all, I, I really enjoyed this. I I, I remember loving the arc when i first saw it especially the gungi the little shiwi oh yeah gungi. definitely he's the real he's yeah. the real mvp wookie youngling oh yeah mm-hmm. so uh, but seeing it again i just it's mm-hmm. it's so i, I appreciate it way more yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think even from the beginning it's like you're teaching them so much i mean you have to all work together to even open up the temple and then mm. once you get in, you meet, you know, with Master Yoda and, and explaining to them, you know, that uh, Jedis are the force made re- made physical and mm. how, you know, he's trying to explain all these things to him. And then I love that in that moment, Yoda like wields his lightsaber with the force, which is, I think, how Yoda should have always wielded the lightsaber, like right. just using Absolutely. the force. So I was just like, yes, that's what I always <laughs> wanted to see. And it was just like for a, a little scene, but I was like, I felt vindicated a little bit. It's like, yes, I know that's how he should have used the lightsabers. But anyway, um, I thought that was really cool. And then mm-hmm. obviously the the whole arc of them trying to find themselves. I mean, the the crawl of this episode is, you know, he who faces himself finds himself. And it's these mm-hmm. these lessons that they learn that in trying to find the Kuiper crystals, they find their own weaknesses and mm-hmm. learn to accept that weakness and like surpass it. And I'm pretty sure it's, those are the tenets of like what you were saying, Mo. It's like, those are the the main original tenets that they're taught. So they probably knew all this before going in, but it's different, you know, being taught in the classroom and then mm, putting it into mm. practice and being forced to see something in yourself that you don't necessarily want to accept. I mean, Pedro specifically was just like, what a shit show. He was Obviously like- Obviously he's a white guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> only human among the younglings. And I remember watching it and- Hosbando was like, I don't think we even needed a human in this arc. Like, oh, we I did. Been we, fine. Needed the tur- we needed the turd muffin. <laughs> and the turd muffin needs to be a human. The human. The one random, super arrogant dude who's immediately like, I'm going first because I'm badass and I don't need any of you whatsoever. And then fails. I mean, he grabs a chunk of ice and brings that to Master Yoda. It's like, here's my Kyber crystal. Oh, it's melting. Oh, Never mm-hmm. mind. Let's go back in. So, I mean, it's it's really cool to see them face the, all the things about themselves. I mean, you got um, like Biff is like terrified of the monsters and then you have mm-hmm. Katuni who's like terrified of heights 
and Sat, who's like over dependent on technology, which is like, you are not mindful of the force whatsoever. And mm-hmm. it's not until his machine breaks that he's actually able to sense well, his kind of breaks it <laughs> well, in, in a moment of anger. Yes. Right. But <laughs> he still needs it. He still uses it uh, to mm-hmm. like get his Kyber crystal, which I think is the lesson there, right? Like awesome. He was over relying. I expected it to do the work, but yeah. it's a tool and the tool allows you to yeah. do what you need right. to do. And you just have mm-hmm. to rely on yourself first which I think was a great part of Correct. his little, yeah. little arc in there. His little arc, yeah. And then obviously Gungi, who lacks patience, because Wookiees would do, but <laughs> he's ah. fantastic. He's a beautiful and boy. Then, beautiful. Yeah, and then Ganodi, who just like gives up, thinks she's not going to find anything, and it's like complete hopelessness. And then they learn, you know, to flip it and find that virtue within themselves mm-hmm. in the process of getting their kyber crystal, which is like such a cool way to do it. And yeah. and then obviously when uh, Petro finally realizes that he has to be like selfless and help somebody out, that's when he finds his kyber crystal. And mm-hmm. then I love it like when he runs through and like the wall had already frozen and he and everybody's like, oh my god, he's gonna die! And then he punches through and Yoda's all like, it's just frozen water, it's fine. Like, dude, mm-hmm. you threatened that we were like gonna die in there, and now you're all like, oh, it's just frozen water, it's fine. I mean, well, that he one said, was pretty he said solid to like- me. <laughs> it's what the, what he said in Empire, right? When Luke asked him, like, will I need my weapons in there? And Yoda's like, uh, yeah. oh, no, sorry. When he, Luke is what's in there. And Yoda's is mm-hmm. like, only what you take with you. So like Yoda, mm-hmm. oh, like, I don't think he was being callous in telling them, oh, uh, or malicious when he was telling them, oh, go in yeah. there. And if you don't come back, you'll never come back. I think it was like, he was just telling what he needed to tell them so that they yeah. felt the, the importance of what they were doing. I don't think he would have yeah. let them freeze to death in there or anything. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't think so either. I'm just saying. Gotten close, but it's kind of like, hey, I'm just, again, I need you the, I need to push you in the right direction. And mm-hmm. if I need to kind of imply that you're going to freeze to death to get you to do it, then I will do it. But hey, sometimes you need motivation to get things up mm-hmm. yeah. and fear. And it worked. Yeah. And the fear of death is a good, <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's extremely a good motivator. Good motivator. <laughs> to be a great motivator. You sh- I mean, that's why, that's why we're, all of us are here, right? Because that's why humans ancestors <laughs> were very afraid of dying, and we we made it. <laughs> Thanks, prehistoric ancestors, so that I can just take naps on my couch and have no. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, although, although now you were talking about this thing about uh, Yoda wielding like the lightsaber with the Force, and that was something that I didn't pick up the first time, right? That I was watching the okay. uh, mm-hmm. show, but something that like I thought about watching it now was that Yoda's emphasis when he was like showing off the lightsaber was that like this is the only way to protect and like a Jedi needs this this weapon and in a way like I don't know if this is just me reading too much into it but we're doing yeah. deep dives here so we're I'm going for it uh, but he was like uh, his over-reliance in that speech in emphasizing that the lightsaber was what protects people uh, for me kind of framed the way that the Jedi have fallen from grace in a way because uh, the lightsaber is supposed to be like uh, the last line of defense and what Joda tells Luke is like never never for a, like the force is never for attack so the lightsaber yeah. should be like the thing you use mm-hmm. at the, when, when you have no other choice so for him to like right off the bat be saying that this is the way that Jedi defend people it's just like well this is definitely the it kind of encapsulates how we can see that the Jedi aren't the Jedi from the High Republic. They're the, Je- the yeah. fall of mm-hmm. the Jedi and how the Empire is able 
to take over them because they they aren't protectors anymore. They're aggressors. They're they're yeah. They've warriors. lost their way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting to kind of see that uh, juxtaposition, right, between the aggressive warrior esque mentality of like the lightsaber as a weapon versus the ethereal spiritual connection to mm -hmm. the force through the kyber crystal within the cave so it was just yeah. like a little interesting an interesting little nugget eh, of yoda that i caught there eh. mm -hmm. but like you know it's kind of rendered eh, moot in a way after most beautiful little eh, <laughs> deconstruction there with joda's arc in the yeah. lost missions which i think yeah. in a way is kind of capped right in the last jedi with joda then telling luke that that the final lesson right it's like okay mm -hmm. you conquered yourself and now the last thing is to let go of yourself and see that mm -hmm. we are what they grow beyond and that your power one's going to surpass you so just just cap it off and cap the ego and just let go of everything uh, that's mm -hmm. i think that's a very interesting interesting way to look at all these yeah. arcs as interconnected aspects of the force mm -hmm. because that, i think I mean, that yoda did realize that they were on the wrong path Mm -hmm. you know, because, and, and we've talked about it when we've talked about Clone Wars before about the fact that, you know, they're supposed to be peacekeepers, but then they become soldiers. So what happens when a peacekeeper becomes a soldier, the entire mentality, all of it goes out the window and it turns mm -hmm. into something else, which is what the Jedi are at this point. But, yeah. you know, we see Yoda realize that. And then we see his journey to find the internal side of the force. And then obviously throughout the films, the development of who Master Yoda becomes and, and wants the Jedi to become as we move forward, so. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Mo. No, no, I think you all said it perfectly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th I think that's, but that's that's what we see. We see a younger or a less w wise Yoda. It's, mm -hmm. they're getting there. They're, they still rely on, oh, I have to like have a saber, like a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's that's what, and even, even, even the whole idea that Jedi are is the are the force personified. That's mm -hmm. that's ego to the next level because you know when we see the Bendu, when that's force, that's a force being. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. like it's the it's, one in the middle. Yeah, you, but you you see that that hubris collected through the years. Like oh, the saber is everything. Jedi are the epitome mm -hmm. of the force. Like. And then the how that juxtaposes with the actual lessons, because one of the lessons was to not over rely on technology. It's just a tool. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. he right off the bat, you're telling them, oh, this, this is the symbol of, which could be the other way. Mm -hmm. You can see it from a symbol perspective that, oh, somebody that carries the lightsaber, then that means they're protectors. Mm -hmm. So, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's going back to like, breaking that beautiful connection that's like between the force user and the kyber crystal which seems to be that whole journey of knowing yourself and like mm -hmm. in relation with others and then how the jedi and the sith also like bastardize it and create mm -hmm. out of yeah. create out of mm -hmm. the kyber crystal a weapon because i'm sure yeah. i'm sure if if they can be weaponized my guess is that the kyber crystals can be used for like energy sources and like mm -hmm. being yeah. able to sustain life. So, so in a way, just going through the whole journey and then just 
using the kyber crystal for violence it's itself lends part of that corruption like it it, it, mm-hmm. it limits the creativity of like what the force can be and what it can be mm-hmm. beyond what the jedi mm-hmm. are and the sith are which is mm-hmm. babies just fighting for power <laughs> right yeah but and, and to that point about like how the force you know is attuned to the one the the self and whatnot i think that was one of the beautiful things right about the episode it's like how everyone finds their kyber crystal in connection to what they're fearful of and how they mm-hmm. overcome that and it's kind of reminded me a lot about the uh, sort of, uh, high republic stories that are coming out now where like each jedi has like connection to the force in very different ways and some people see it as uh, music other people see it as a uh, stars or everyone has a very poetic connection to the force in that way so like seeing uh, all of the padawans have to all the younglings sorry uh, there's mm-hmm. no padawans yet uh, all yeah. the younglings get their uh, kyber crystals in that way and how their negative becomes the positive was mm-hmm. I, th- I think a really uh, interesting interesting story time device and not just you know for you know adults watching this but also for kids watching it because yeah. you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be thinking of it as critically right as we're looking at it mm-hmm. but there's they're still gonna internalize right that they can yeah. overcome themselves and i liked that each one had a very uh, specific thing that they had to overcome and i'm sure there's a million other things that they could have chosen but i feel like these mm-hmm. five things that they mm-hmm. put were universal enough and relevant yeah. to like our times that like anyone can uh, identify with one if not all of the yeah. fears and flaws and, and, and opportunities right that they had to to uh, confront and overcome yeah and I think there was one thing there was one line that always confused me when I like watched this arc which is when um, Yoda says that the crystals like focus the force from the mm-hmm. Jedi so it makes you think that if you're not a force user you can't use a lightsaber but we we know that's not true and then I was actually, because uh, I'm watching Rebels now, so I'm at mm-hmm. where um, Kanan is trying to teach Sabine how to use the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And obviously Sabine is not a Force user, and mm-hmm. but they reiterate the fact that the Force flows through all of us. So just because right. you can't use it the same way that the Jedi can, it doesn't mean that you don't have the Force. So once that Kyber crystal has been activated by whichever Jedi created it, anybody can access it. Because mm-hmm. there is force within you. You might not be able to use it as effectively, but mm-hmm. you know, it's all about um the fact that the force is within all of us. And I thought right. that was like very inclusive that they do in Rebels, that it's like, you know, just because you're not a Jedi or a Sith doesn't mean that you don't have the force within you. So right. So, so that clarified Qui-Gon, that for me. What mm-hmm. Qui-Gon said in episode one, it's like the midi chlorians, the M counts, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Uh, are within all human beings and without yeah. midichlorians life could not exist so like yeah. everyone's got midichlorians within them so by extension the force flows through everyone right uh, mm-hmm. it's just like you were saying it's just how we're connected to it but like mm-hmm. i interpreted the whole lightsaber thing a little bit differently i think okay. that obviously anyone can use it once it's built right because it's it's mm-hmm. like a phone right it's built you can turn it yeah. on and off uh, but i think the point that Yoda was making this is how I interpreted it was mm-hmm. like not everyone can build a lightsaber like the right. robot mm-hmm. uh, the master I forgot his name 
a rope and the ship that's been helping Jedi for thousands of years. I don't think he can build a lightsaber. I mean, he mm-hmm. can build the, 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 the lightsaber itself, but he can't will the Kyber crystal to- Yeah, he can't bond. awaken the Kyber crystal. Yeah. Exactly. So I think mm-hmm. only a Jedi can do that. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. not a Jedi, right? A, 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 force user. a, light, a force side, user. light side user mm-hmm. uh, can, can do that. But once the Jedi is, uh, Jedi, once the lightsaber is built, then yeah, like anyone can, can, can mm-hmm. use it, I, th- I feel. Uh, that's how I interpret it. And, and going into that, because now we're getting into episode two then, which is a test of strength, which is when you, you meet the uh, the droid that you know teaches them how to build mm-hmm. their uh, lightsabers. And and it's another question of like the youngling stuff where it's like, a droid is gonna teach me how to build mm-hmm. lightsabers? Like what? And it's like, dude, droids are way more sentient than you think. I mean, I think the Clone Wars has always made a, you know, made it important for us to know, you know, R2D2 is a person. So C3PO. Mm-hmm. So is this droid. I mean, who maybe cannot wield the force, but it's, it's sentient and has experiences and has been around for centuries helping Jedi build them the lightsabers. And I felt like that whole sequence when they're peak, picking their um, the parts and everything, it, it feels very Ollivanders to me from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. the choosing of the <laughs> wand, you yeah. know. And and going back to what you were saying, Goose, about like the the Kyber crystals and the lightsabers, then you know, I don't think at the end of the day that a lightsaber would be as effective to somebody that wasn't the one that built it kind of like mm. the elder one like if you don't mm. win the elder mm. one you don't connect to it the same and then it's not as effective which is i think has over the ages what has happened with like the dark saber and, and why mm. it's so important that you win it through battle for it to mean something mm. so it, it, it made me think about you know the elder one and wands and olivander and all that stuff so yeah it's you, i thought you it was can... like a good point good point well, well, it's mm-hmm. it's it's like a anything that's like bespoken. Like, it it was built for somebody in mind. Yeah. Anybody else can use it. They can fit in it if they can. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they're 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 gonna be kings. You won't be able to use it as effectively or be in mm-hmm. tune with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know maybe you don't know the balance of it and end up chopping your own hand. Like that that's the thing that could happen. Like mm-hmm. that's that's how I see sabers. Like. Those that are not force users might just don't know how. Well, it's like General Grievous, right? Up. General Grievous cannot use the force. Uh, he mm-hmm. wields four lightsabers. Four. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's constructed to. Cyber enhanced, obviously. Yeah. Oh, which, obviously. Which, 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 that's a good tangent. All right. I think that, like, something popped in my mind when Nani was saying, like, I, I feel like there should be a droid that should be a force user. I think that's a possibility. Uh, that would be complicated because I would contradict George Lucas because a droid does not have midichlorians. Yes, but we don't know how well, they I mean, can express themselves. No, and I feel like I'm grievous. They can... He still had organic parts, like he still had yes. his heart and he was originally an organic being. So it wouldn't yes. have been out of the realm of possibility that if he was originally a force user, he could have continued being a force user as a droid. Um, I'm gonna, uh, um, actually this one. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> no? uh, okay. Grievous does not have a force connection. Uh, he knows he knows the Sith arts because Tugu taught him, but he cannot use the force. Uh. No, and that's what I said. Like uh-huh. if he would have been a force user, before he became a droid, 
My understanding is he's not, but I can't 100% confirm or deny. Oh, it's, 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 well, right. And that's why I'm saying if, if he would have been. Like, then we would have ended up with maybe a droid that the force user because he still had organic parts. But I mean, I think it's interesting what you're proposing with uh, the droid force using thing, Mo, because it could be brought in as a, a kind of counterbalance with what's happening with the clones because clones aren't force sensitive because that's right. not how cloning works. And that's what Palpy wants. Palpy wants a force sensitive clone and trying to inject the M count right into the clone so he can create a force sensitive clone. So it's like that duality, it's like a living matter without the force, but then inorganic right. matter or, you know, or mechanical matter with the, force. Yeah. I think that would be interesting if it is explored somehow. Uh, I think they're gonna have to jump through hoops to explain so it actually, a little bit, yep. but yeah. I mean, but it's Star Wars, it's fantasy, Wars. they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want, <laughs> possible. I mean, they, they, uh, can, but... they, can, they can even pull uh, transformers and say there's like, this m count cube that gives matter <laughs> what's what's it called in transformers the the matrix of the matrix the destiny or some shit like that i don't know no i think it didn't have like the a spark the, the spark the spark was in the second one i thought in the matrix whatever they have all the movies are dumb all the movies are i agree so Oh, okay. I mean, they're 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 fun, but they're stupid. yeah. <laughs> they're they're just Michael Bay making money. That's it. Like, yeah. That's explosion, explosion. One of the best, one of the best rap battle, epic rap battles of history. Michael <laughs> Bay comes at the end to win the rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of explosions. With, and well, and well, the a critics lot of, are complaining. A lot of explosions and sequel. some lens flare. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back yes. to the younglings. So I love the fact that, you know, you go through all the steps of them actually finding the kyber crystals and then the mm -hmm. individualization of the actual lightsaber parts. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that Gungi has this like Gungi. wooden, Oof. wooden green lightsaber. Wow. That should be a t-shirt. I'm going to write that down. It should be a Gungi's lightsaber. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, they keep saying, they kept saying Gungi like in the, in the episode, but in my mind it's Gungi. Like I keep reading Gungi. 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 And it will always be Gungi. Like I can try to say Gungi, but Gungi, it's the not gonna Spanglish happen. is gonna the Gungi. Gungi, the Spanglish is always gonna translate it to Gungi. Uh, Gungi, Gungi will have to have a U, right, in the middle. Gungi. Well, to be Gungi, Gungi, Gungi in English, it would need to have two O's, right? Uh, no, no, but I mean in Spanish. In Espanol, because you know, say yeah, Gungi. 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 Oh, well, need right. another That's, U. In Spanglish, Gungi. Yeah, see? Spanglish. <laughs> Let me write that down. That's gonna be a cool t-shirt. Gungi. No, but I think that what you were saying, like that Nani was saying, like that whole your story and your upbringing also influences like the exterior of the. Mm -hmm. It felt it mm -hmm. felt very RPG. Also, like ooh, I'm like choosing what the affinities. Yeah. Yes. Right. Affinity right. For right. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which speaking course, speaking of which, mm -hmm. uh, so, sorry to cut you. Yeah, no, it's fine. Fine. Uh, going back to like the first episode, like I don't know if you guys played uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Uh, but but in Fallen Order, when he goes to Illum, it's a great game. I, it's I, amazing. It's amazing. I, you should play it, especially now that it's I probably know. free on Steam or something. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, he has to go to Illum, right? To do lightsaber shit spoiler alert Nanny, i'm sorry uh, but fine, i just find fine. like since i hadn't seen the episode in so long i have forgotten like how uh, ilum looked and how the temple looked inside but all of a sudden yeah. when yoda activates it and like the giant kyber crystal dial comes down like the sun yeah. hits it i'm like oh yeah it's the video game oh it's my God. The video game. 
It's exactly really? like a video game. Thank yeah. you, game designers, for wow. paying attention to the lore that already exists because this is exactly the same. Uh, so yeah, so I totally agree, Mother. Some like really cool like video gamey stuff yeah. here, but 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 in the good way, not in the no, hokey, no, that, no, not in, not in the hokey no. way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, but but I think that's what they did. They it was like a lot of different like references and like things that get together organically, mm-hmm. because then. You know, it, it it this whole like beautiful. It's not like Yoda's arc, which is like all like on the, you know, the force and like all the bendy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. here we get all the, well, how do they apply those lessons in real life? Mm-hmm. And then we get Hundo. Hundo, oh no, who is like one thing that I have forgotten completely about Hondo for some reason was that he literally flies in a, a space, uh, space flying saucer, <laughs> like a UFO from the 1950s. Yeah, yes. I was like, I totally forgot about that. And I saw him like, is this is this a, a one of these like old school like Red Scare alien movies from, from yeah. back in the day? Black and, and white like, and strings. It was, yeah, it, it felt yeah. like it had it was. <laughs> Like it was like a, like a like a crossover from Star Wars with like the day the Earth stood still or one of those old movies and I was, and I was like oh right that's 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 Hondo's shit that is his so ship. I totally yep. forgot I totally forgot about it that it was a flying saucer and and and, uh, and to and you you also forget like at least I forgot how Hondo was because like Rebels is such a different they softened him up a lot yeah they did yeah. soften him up a lot in Rebels, like you, yeah. you end up in Rebels Hondo ends up being like that lovable like stupid like oh it's like he's yeah. gonna still he's gonna still save the day like yeah and it's like guy. always my friend i will kind of he might steal back, something but, but it won't yeah, yeah it won't affect yeah, but it won't actually cause your death or something yeah. like clone wars hondo is a little bit more like yeah. I, I love him he's fantastic <laughs> I, I love but him. oh i love him he's great um and well, i love we need to see him saying. at a galaxy's edge oh yeah he's not he's he's there he's there yeah. you can see him for mm-hmm. real reels i can't wait i can't wait um but anyway i i agree with what you were saying mo that you know the episode one is like learning these lessons and obviously just -hmm. because you learn a lesson doesn't mean it's going to be like immediately applied because as soon as the Mm -hmm. threat hondo and the pirates show up they kind of revert to all of their flaws like petro is immediately like i am the best i can do this and Mm -hmm. you know they kind of revert crystal and like yeah and I'm hiding it. It's like, no, give them to me so I can keep them safe. No, I'm taking mine because I can build my own. And, you know, and he's already at the beginning, like, oh, my lightsaber is ready. And it's like, dude, if you light that, you're going to blow yourself in the face because yeah, it's actually not right. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen. You're going to blow yourself in the face. So, I mean, it just speaks to you can learn lessons, but you still have to put mm-hmm. them into practice and, and have. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like it's like what we've discussed in episodes past. It's like the force isn't a video game where you unlock something and then you just keep leveling up, and yep. it ties back to. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I would say I hate doing this, but I actually don't because I love the movie. But it's like Last Jedi. It's like sorry, people that kind of keep being upset with Luke's portrayal. But it's just like yeah, he might have like uh, conquered the dark side and returned on the Jedi, but that doesn't mean it's linear. That doesn't mean that you keep. You know, and that uh, upward trend all the time. It's like it's, life is ups and downs, and sometimes you'll be in your highest high, and then the next day you might be on the lowest low. So you still le- you still know the lesson, but just because you learned it doesn't mean that it's the you can have 
have it be applied in the day-to-day life mm-hmm. consistently and efficiently 100% of the time. It's, it's mm-hmm. a lesson you have to keep applying to yourself, even if you already learned it. Yeah, it's, it's always a struggle. I mean, and especially when you feel like crap, it's really hard to be optimistic. It's something you have to work on, you know, with whatever life hits you. And it's part of like saying, you know, mentally healthy and, and adaptable mm. and evolving. And, you know, it's not, and maybe a lesson that you learned when you were younger, it's not going to apply in the same way that it will apply as you're older. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yep. everything changes and, and we have to be able to understand that and not be like, oh yeah, I checked this off the box. I learned that I'm done. Okay. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't work that way. So I like that they showed that that just because they learned the lesson doesn't mean that they're perfect now. Like they still have to you know, put into practice and learn and, and be in an active, you know, threat situation and see how they'll respond. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it was really which cool. Goes, there were also, which goes mm-hmm. to the, to the fortune cookie, right? Of the episode or the crawl or whatever, however we want to uh, call it, which is like the young yeah. are often underestimated and mm-hmm. it's shown like great in this episode with like the adults and the pirates mm-hmm. uh, and even Ahsoka somewhat and, the, the yeah. droid helping them build their lightsabers are all underestimated not maybe not underestimate well yeah definitely underestimating them because yeah. they're you know and especially the pirates because when they but, are about to like attack the pirates are like that's that's republic like what are we doing and hano's just like oh it's just young like this children, like this yeah. is it's, it's not a problem yeah but so. creative thinking they think differently they see things from different points of view and it's a uh, Something that's also, I think, especially with how uh, the culture wars are going on right now in the real life, it's a lot of things that are happening with the generational uh, fight, fighting and, that's going on yeah. right now with mm-hmm. the baby boomers and Gen Xers and millennials. And there's a lot of like underestimating of like the younger generations. And it's just like, uh, I think the episode is analogous to that. It's just like, just because someone is young or is coming from, uh, that different point of view doesn't mean that how they're looking at things doesn't have anything to say or can't contribute to changing the world as we see fit. So it's an interesting episode for that reason. And it's oh, also called a test of strength, which mm-hmm. there's a High Republic uh, story called a test of, Scur- of courage by Justine Ireland. I don't know if uh, she's making a callback to this episode and this episode title, having read the book. So Maybe I'll have to okay. double check that. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll tweet. Maybe. At, I'll maybe yeah. I'll at her on Twitter and see. Yeah. And then with new perspectives, there's new things that you can come up with. I remember when I watched the episode, I thought it was really cool how they use like the the training laser balls that are supposed mm-hmm. to be just for training, and they actually get a bunch of them to turn on and use them as weapons. So it's like, mm-hmm. dude, ingenious ideas. Sometimes something you don't think about because you're so ingrained. This is only for training. And then they use it as a weapon. And I thought it was fantastic. Right, right. I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> you know what I was thinking with that? You know how like uh, Petro was kind of the training with the with the remote at the beginning of yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. And he like had some sweet moves. I was like, oh my God, this guy's like a little tiger. Uh, yeah, flowing around. And that just made me think of Luke in episode four. And like how Luke's like, like what, 19? Like 19 or something in that movie. <laughs> and this kid's what, like seven years old. And he's already like, you know, kicking Luke's ass. I was like, oh my God, Luke really had to, it really had a learning curve. He really was at a disadvantage next to the, yeah. these younglings. Yeah. Well, because they get trained pretty much since they can walk and they get mm-hmm. found by the Jedi. So, I mean, right. Luke really was at a disadvantage. Which makes him all the more impressive. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got minimum training compared to 
all these exactly. companies and stuff that got like constant training. He I mean, was the he was the original working from home student uh, before you know before all of us had bro. to go through <laughs> COVID times. Yeah. Uh, but there was something about this episode that I really really enjoyed. I don't know if it was like a purposeful Easter egg that like they put on the episode. I mean, this doesn't have to do with like analyzing uh, the episode and the force perspective, just more as a like Easter egg talk, you know, in relationship to other movies. It's like when Ahsoka's hack, uh, making the plan to uh, get all the pirates off the ship. And he's like, we'll just do the airlock so that the, uh, they're all yeah. sucked into space. And I'm like, is that an alien reference? Cause that's the plot <laughs> of every single yep. alien movie. Yep. Yep. And then she, then Hondo says something to her and she's like, Oh, I'm getting you off my ship. And I'm like, yeah. is that an Air Force One reference? Is that like Harrison Ford's <laughs> get off my plane yeah. type of thing? Yeah. Harrison Ford, Han Solo, yeah. synergy thing here. Synergy. I, was like, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't know if it was intentional, but for me, it's like when, the minute she said that, I'm like, Air Force One. All the universes are interconnected. Especially if, yeah. if Harrison Ford stars in them. Is involved, yeah. Um, so yeah, when she's all badass about it, then she ends up getting sucked in anyway, which was like, wah, wah. <laughs> But, but now we have the younglings in the ship by themselves. Ahsoka's mm-hmm. out. And, and I have to say, because Ahsoka, I love her white lightsabers, but the green and the yellow are yep. so epic as well. Plus, I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, I love that combination. And then you get to see them again. No, sorry, so. no, sorry. That's why I was so upset in season seven when the Anakin turned them blue. I'm like, no, it's like the like green, green and yellow were the best combination, but... Anakin was trying his best. We we've talked about this. Like Anakin yeah. just didn't know any he, better, and he thought he, he did was what making... he thought. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that brings us into episode eight, which is bound for rescue, and and I love the crawl on this one. When we rescue others, we rescue ourselves, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's awesome. And and obviously, you have the kids who are now alone mm-hmm. on the ship, and and they lost Ahsoka, and and now they have to figure out what to do. So. Yeah. One question I had, I don't know if you guys uh, know, because I don't recall this from the previous episodes. If in the previous episodes, they had mentioned what the ship that we're on was called. Oh, I'm not sure. I think they do it maybe in this episode. Because in this episode, they they mentioned it and it's called the Crucible. And I Mm -hmm. thought it was very interesting. I'll get to it in a minute. But I just wanted to make sure if like I happened to catch it in this episode or if they had actually mentioned it in the previous two but uh, when I saw the name, I'm like, they, they don't name ships here or something without Randomly. a reason. Yep. And this, this is mm-hmm. a, a, a word that means something important. So I like make sure to double, like, let me fact check myself. Uh, so I went into the dictionary to check the double, make sure. <laughs> uh, and at first, like first meaning in the dictionary was like the crucible where you like melt uh, metal. And, and I'm like, nope, that's not it. Second meaning, a, situ- <laughs> a situation of severe trial or in which different elements interact, leading to the creation of something new. And I'm like, hmm, Filoni, or whoever wrote this episode, I see yep. what you did there. I see yep. how, what you're talking about with the ship as a vessel for mm-hmm. these younglings that are on their path to transforming themselves, even though Anakin's probably going to kill them in a couple of years at the end of the Clone Wars. But eh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I think they really should have run away and joined the service in this. Only Gungi. Like... Only Gungi. Everyone can <laughs> save Gungi. He's my sweet boy. Save Gungi. No, I, I was watching it. I remember. And I was just like, when they like joined the circus to try to infiltrate to save Ahsoka and stuff. And I, I was like, kids, 
just run away with the circus, please, because mm -hmm. you're you're gonna get murdered. Just yes, go with the circus. You're awesome. You can do your flips and your tricks, and you'll be alive. Yeah. They had a great choreography there. I don't know if they practiced mm -hmm. it before or if they just happened to do that at the mm -hmm. temple when they're bored. I was like, you guys are great. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really, really talented. It's impressive. Really talented. Most like impressive. I think you guys could jump, but this level of you know of, of coordination, Fantastic. kudos to you. Perfect. <laughs> but I think the best part of the episode for me was, uh, I forgot her name, but it's like when they're all trying to build their lightsabers and everyone's got theirs done, they turn them on yeah. and she is not able to finish hers. And she's like, I'll finish mine when I'm ready. And I'm like, oh yeah. man, I love that. Yeah. That's exactly, we I can't, think that rush, one is we can't rush ourselves. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, don't rush yourself. It's, it's, it's that idea of like, you know, the, the flower never... It's like wasting time. Like I want to bloom. I want to bloom. I want to bloom. Mm -hmm. It's just sitting there, I'll taking, sun, taking, taking mm -hmm. sunshine, taking rain, and then one day it blooms. Mm -hmm. so. yep. And it's beautiful all on its beautiful. own. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole process is yeah. when it's ready. Yes. And Pedro almost killed himself for trying to build it too fast and rushing it. So I do love that he kind of flips that and then kind of lets his lightsaber get taken, and then it blows up mm -hmm. in the pirate's face. So it, it, you know, he uses what was going to be a mistake to his advantage. So we can see that they are growing, they are learning. And, you know, it, it's part of what we were saying before, you know, they, they learned the lessons, they'd have to apply it. And then with the crucible, it's like, you're kind of forging them into these mm -hmm. lessons. And, and these are just like kind of the basic yeah. elements. Like there's so much more that they have to learn as, as time goes by, mm -hmm. but, you know, you see the process of how they start to, you know, internalize these lessons and, and make themselves better. And mm -hmm. I love that you also get a little bit of flexibility because technically they really shouldn't have gone after Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's like a little upset about it, but not really because Ahsoka is really one of those characters that learns to adapt way better than others. Mm -hmm. and, and I love how she starts to like break the rules and stuff. And it's like, oh, there she goes learning from Anakin. You know, yeah. she learned to break the rules from Anakin and then she found a way mm -hmm. to adapt it and not be as extreme as Anakin, obviously. But I mean, Ahsoka would have been a fantastic teacher to these young ones mm -hmm. because she's not as extreme. But obviously, we know what happens. And, and, and I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. But I guess story-wise for Ahsoka, this is a moment where we're seeing a more mature. And like, I yeah. can mm -hmm. take care of myself, Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't have to rely on Anakin and like on Obi-Wan or anybody else. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm Ahsoka. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I'm still a Padawan, but... I'm a badass. Like, and, and not only taking care of herself, yes, yeah, teaching. Yeah, yeah teaching she, others. She's already like... able to like teach these kids um, so many things, I think. Um, and it's also awesome that, you know, it is the younglings that save her. I mean, she's like, oh, mm -hmm. there's bumps in the road here. And then that first escape attempt fails. But I mean, they were the ones to, you know, get her out from there. Yeah. So. So now we get to like the last episode, which is a necessary bond, which I also love, which shows the adaptability that Ahsoka has that when she realizes that she's in a bind and there's nothing she can do about it, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And she's mm -hmm, able mm -hmm. to like make a team with Hondo and, and they can do that. Other Jedis would have probably not done that. It's like teaming up with you. No, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But Ahsoka is able to, and and it says like the crawl on this one is choose your enemies wisely as they may be your last hope. Right, right, which, right. <laughs> yeah, which is true. Yeah. So, 
So now we get um, uh, Grievous invading Florum. It's like, because Count Dooku's pissed because he was kidnapped by Hondo. And it's like, mm -hmm. Dooku I mean, knows how to hold a grudge. <laughs> yep. I, I don't blame Dooku on this one. <laughs> if I got kidnapped by some pirates, I, I might be a little upset about it, even if I got returned in one piece. So maybe I, I somewhat maybe. justified this time around. Somewhat, just a little bit. Somewhat. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of this episode, I personally felt it was like the weakest one of uh, all four of them. Like, I, it, it's like, I think it could have been easily incorporated into the third one and kind of pack yeah. those lessons in there. Yeah. And that way we mm -hmm. don't have to have an overextended chase scene, which is basically mm -hmm. what this episode was. Not that it, it was bad, but in terms mm -hmm. of like optimizing what, you know, the core of what the uh, arc is trying to do. I feel like this one could have easily been one episode with Bound for Rescue, because uh, ultimately I think is not saying that much more beyond what we've already been seeing. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a transition episode. It's like, okay, we're done with the junglings. They they had their own, like, main character arcs. Now we're back to Ahsoka and mm -hmm. the Clone Wars, and we <laughs> throw in Grievous, so you are aware yeah. that this yeah, is over. it's still like, the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah it's still yeah. the Clone Wars. We gotta make sure they get back home safe, but, like, we're going back out into yeah. the, the war. <laughs> yeah, which, but there is, like, a really cool moment when they go to, like, break free Hondo, and Katuni still hasn't built her lightsaber, and Hondo mm. actually kind of motivates her to do it, you know like psychologically um mm -hmm. and it shows that yeah honda was a lot rougher in the clone wars but he still had a soft side for kids yeah like, it, i mean he invites yeah. her right to join the, yeah. the team mm -hmm. and everything yep. aboard and, slave and, one yeah so that's like it aboard slave one i was like i remember because obviously i, I watched this Recently, I watched the Clone Wars, but I rewatched it for this episode, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't notice that it was the slave one the first time. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's kind of awesome. Um, but I think it it goes a lot of obviously he gets a way way nicer personality when he's in Rebels, but it mm -hmm. it kind of shows you of why he was initially like kind of drawn to Ezra as like a clever kid who you know resourceful mm -hmm. and you know kind of into bending the rules too. So. I, I think there's there's something really cool about Hondo that he's like the bad guy, but you know anybody that has a soft spot for kids, you're not that bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, and and in a way, like to those that haven't watched like Clone Wars and or the animated series, like Hondo is kind of like that the last in the Last Jedi. Uh, what's his name? Benicio DJ. Toro, DJ. Yeah, which is like you know that morally ambiguous character that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. am I really doing something wrong? It's like playing right, both sides right. kind of person. So there's there's that parallel. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I I love that you that thing you brought up, Nanny. That Hondo, like, what he values isn't just like the physical, like money. Like he mm -hmm. was like, this I'm gonna watch like an experience that nobody probably has ever seen. Like somebody construct a lightsaber like that's yeah that's priceless like yeah mm -hmm. which which is it's a good yeah he, he values well, knowledge too yeah. it, it it does have a price at galaxy's edge but that's besides the point <laughs> yeah but but everything that the, <laughs> the, the mouse touches has a price that's yes 
and I'll, I'll, I'll be a steep one. You, you'll pay, pay it gladly, but it'll be a steep one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hondo got to watch it for free. For we, free. we will need to pay when we go to Anaheim. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think Hondo wasn't completely like after, you know, knowledge for knowledge sake on that side. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he was just like, if I can get my hands on some kyber crystals and know how they're made, I'm pretty sure I can replicate it, which I don't think it's true. I think you actually have to have an affinity for them for it to work. And for you to be able to wake up the force in those kyber crystals for them to work. Unless you like bastardize the process like the Jedi did, but like the Sith did, sorry. Uh, it's a it's a it's a nebulous idea of like how to access kyber crystals because for example, the Death Star was powered by a giant kyber crystal and it wasn't right. like in tune with the force for that. So you can weaponize them without the force mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, but again, it's like one of these Star Wars things where it's just like, well, it depends what the story needs are. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know how we explain when, you know, it's done for the Death Star versus like why it needs to be attuned to the Force when it's done with uh, mm-hmm. for a lightsaber. So, I mean, you can Star argue Wars that thing. that star is just, you're just channeling an energy from point A to point B. And then the mm-hmm. lightsaber, you're holding the energy within a specific chamber. So one is just the unhinged energy, just gonna blast, and then the other you have the send more control energy that's just stable. Or you could argue like that. that all the murdered Jedi across the galaxy they repurposed all those lightsabers that were already activated kyber crystals, and then forged a giant already activated kyber crystal. Although that's a cool theory. Uh, it's not um actually again uh, uh, um, they, actually. they actually they were actually mining uh, giant mm-hmm. uh, kyber crystals from mm-hmm. sources like Ilum and okay. Jedha from Rogue One uh, so mm-hmm. I mean they might have sprinkled some dead Jedi lights, uh, kyber crystals in there but sprinkled it was basically ones. like giant giant crystals like giant crystals yeah. mining yeah, yeah. yeah. and actually remind me how they bastardized the how did they make those uh, kyber crystals bleed to make them red like what uh, is it that they did so we get to see them in the darth vader comic books which i have not mm-hmm. read but you also get to see it in the rise of kylo ren comic books which i have mm-hmm. read and it's basically a it's a it's a basically an emotional process where you have to basically succumb to the dark side of the force with them and like you know just give in to the darkness and make them bleed through what you're mm-hmm. feeling and your connection to the force uh, but you also, I mean, to connect to the force in that way, to the dark side, you have to do dark side deeds, right? Mm-hmm. That like kind of prove to the kyber crystal in a way that you that are you're dark evil. side, mm-hmm. not faking yeah. it, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak. So it it it's that that's that's kind of how you do it. And once you do that, you can embed it with like the darkness. Yeah. So it's like triggered by like you know murder and just like doing mm-hmm. Sith deeds to make right. it. Eat. Mm-hmm. more or less oh, yeah well, well. it's basically basically the opposite of like i don't know if in the ahsoka book they explain how she purified them she, but it's yeah, basically uh-huh. the opposite way of that oh in a uh-huh. way. yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of similar to this idea that we i mean some like the oh you have like quartz and crystals and you can channel like different like herbs <laughs> and stuff like that i think that's the the mirror image of what they're trying to do Right, like, except like in like, real life, that's 
fake. <laughs> well, but. it is, but at the end of the day, when you create something, you leave something of yourself in right, what you right, create. Right. Yeah. Somebody but, like yeah. you, like an architect, like when you design something, you're leaving something of yourself behind. So and it's and it's that's the idea yes. of you know if if you're mentally channeling something to a mm -hmm. crystal you're also by the act of like thinking or doing those acts you're also embodying mm -hmm. those feelings and that's what's going to get out there like you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing hate at a rock i'm mm -hmm. i'm pro more likely to throw hate at you than vice versa mm -hmm. i'm like trying to love this rock it's like or minerals sorry uh <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> breaking bad breaking breaking bad thank you <laughs> uh was <what> i <laughs> completely but yeah you were saying about like, projecting your so so yeah so so, so your negativity to an so, object yeah. Pro so, it propels itself propels to itself to also yes yes it's it's a good exercise you know so yeah and i mean hyper crystals they kind of define them like they're kind of amplifiers and you know this this tool like like wands mm -hmm. like we were talking about with Harry Potter it's like and and it it's not you don't necessarily completely need it because I think uh, Dumbledore was able to do magic without the wand but the mm -hmm. wand is an amplifier so it's like yeah, a channel yeah. to make your channel, yeah. magic more effective so mm -hmm. a lightsaber is just like trying to make the channel force right. more effective as a sword right yeah. or like to uh, compare to something we were talking about fairly recently or the super soldier serum and captain mm -hmm. america it's yeah. like you like in steve rogers you put you have good and it amplifies the goodness and if you have bad it you know it amplifies that it so amplifies it's like the it's, negative it's it's, it's, yeah. it's not it's not mm -hmm. about the object itself or the uh, thing that mm -hmm. you're using it's about the the spirit within that uh, gives the energy right and mm -hmm. projects that thing outward mm -hmm. it amplifies the inner mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess it's it's kind of like a valley comparison in a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, anyway, from your own point of view, it's always from your own point of view. Um, I am kind of <laughs> sad because I remember the droid when he was talking to the younglings in the episode was like, "This is one of the most eventful gatherings I've ever seen." But if you would have heard Yoda's story, it's like, "Oh my God, what happens?" He's about to tell it and. We of course, because we never get to hear anything about Yoda's backstory. But mm -hmm. maybe, maybe in the future, uh, we'll get to see uh, the the not High Republic. High Republic is two hundred years ago. Maybe when they do Knights of the Old Republic, and then we'll get to see Yoda as a youngling. Uh, and maybe Yoda. finally we'll get to the actual baby, baby Yoda. An actual baby. Actual, actual baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, Disney, I'm okay see. with that. <laughs> actual baby Yoda. Maybe that's what they'll name him as like actual baby Yoda. <laughs> actual <laughs> the baby Yoda. I'd be cool with this. I would be super okay with it. Um, but anyway, I think we've gone over the arc pretty much all of it. I don't know if you guys have some final thoughts before we sign out. No, I think I think we've went uh, above and beyond. I don't know. Gungi is still alive and rocking. That's the only thing that oh, matters. Yeah. Gungi, oh, yeah. Gungi is a true MVP. He is he is a precious boy and he must be protected precious. at all costs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that according to all of our headcanon, Gungi's still around somewhere. Gungi's alive. Hashtag, hashtag Gungi lives. Mm. Gungi lives. <laughs> Gungi lives. 
Hashtag Gungi lives. Hashtag where is Gungi? Hashtag more Gungi, please. More Gungi, please. Make those Gungi, make, make make that trend immediately. Make that trend. <laughs> we got it. We got to start it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, we are Tried of the Force. If you are interested in Clone Wars, we have done arcs on Mortis. We've talked about Asajj Ventress and the Night Sisters. We've also talked about Yoda's journey of transcendence. So if you want, check those out. If you want us to discuss other Clone Wars arcs that let you love, know. let us know. You know, leave a comment, like us, subscribe, give us some love. I have some awesome lightsaber t-shirts too. Woo-hoo. That's for all you evil Raylos. If like you yeah. don't like a good boy, good uh, Ben Solo and a good boy <laughs> sweater, and you don't like Ray wielding a yellow lightsaber, you want to see them go dark, that's the shirt for you. Empress and Supreme Leader. It's like the dark, it's a dark side flavor of the Raylo. So do it. Fantastic. Well, anyway, uh, again, try it of the force. Search us, comment, like, subscribe. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. YouTube, anywhere that podcast can be found. Just search Triad of the Force and give us some love. Or hate, we're fine. Just let us know. And with that, may the Force be with you. <laughs>